Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose is focused on educating, empowering, and investing in women to support them with harnessing an entrepreneurial mindset to create the change in the world for the greater good. Through this series, we connect with women from all across New Zealand to inspire, teach, and share their pearls of wisdom through storytelling and sharing. I'm Catherine Vandermeulen, the founder of Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose. We are here this morning with Fiona Dehan from Cairo Consulting. Welcome, Fiona. How are you? I'm really well. Thank you. Yourself? Very well. Thank you. What's happening in your world today? What does the outlook of your world look like this morning? Uh, right now, um, I am sitting in my bedroom because it's the only quiet spot in the house because, of course, we're in lockdown and my husband and my four-year-old have ownership of the living space and kitchen right now. So, yeah, but it's, it's not a bad spot to be in, right? I'm comfortable, I'm warm, I'm dry. Um, yeah, I've got everything I need right now. You've got all the basic essentials and needs. Well done. Um, yeah. So can you start off by just telling us, you know, what was your call to adventure to launching your business, Cara Consulting, and what that is actually about? Sure. Um, so I guess, so so you, you can hear by my accent, I'm not originally a New Zealander. Um, I was born in Ireland and I've been in New Zealand just over 10 years ago now and came here on a 12-month working holiday to ride out that in economic crisis that had put the Celtic Tiger to sleep. And um, that was definitely one big turning point in my life. But I guess the bigger one that kind of prompted this I guess my call to adventure was becoming a mother uh, almost five years ago. So Cara will be five um, in October. And I guess in that in that year following before I went back to my job at the time, there was a lot of thinking about, you know, who, who I, you know, what I wanted for Cara. She grew up um, the kind of mother that I wanted to be. And as I thought about what I wanted for her, she grew up um, I guess, and, and the world that I wanted her to live in, the choices I wanted her to have and the skills I hoped would support her in making the most out of her life, I kind of thought, well, everything that I wanted for her, am I role modeling that? Because if not, how will she know? Um, I know your mum as well, Catherine, and you know yourself, do as I say, not as I do, doesn't really mm. cut it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's an integrity gap there really, isn't there? Because regardless of what I tell her to do, my actions will speak a lot louder than my words. And And I think so began this kind of significant amount of reflection and learning and change within my own life personally and professionally. So that's kind of was the start of the the call to adventure. And while Cara Consulting itself didn't come to life until um, maybe a year, year, year and a half later, um, that was the start of the journey. So that kind of thinking around, well, actually, who am I? What are my values? Um, What is the work that I want to be doing that gives me that will give me purpose and meaning? Um, therefore, Carol will see that I am pursuing work that is purposeful and meaningful to me where I feel I'm making that, that contribution. So, yeah, I think that's, that was kind of the, the start of the call to adventure. And who are you and how did you discover who you are? Oh, yeah, that's a big question. Um, but uh, and, and you know what, though? It's constantly evolving. It's an iterative process. Um, 
I think, and you have to, I, I personally think we, it's not just a destination where you suddenly go, oh, right, here's who I am and who I am forever, because we all change and we're all growing and different things that, are happen, that happen in our lives change our perspectives and our opinions. And that's OK. I think a lot of people look for black and white in life. You know, I'm this, that's it. Um, and maybe you can be that in one particular moment, but it might change again in five minutes time. And I think being flexible enough to to acknowledge that, that things change and that you change is really important. So it's more about, I will go with the old cliche there, that it's about the journey, not necessarily the destination and maybe where you are mm. at this point in time. But I guess for me, so a lot of a lot of self-reflection and journaling and um, a lot of a lot of different ways of finding out what I wanted to do and who I was. And I definitely think um, Brene Brown and her work has played a very big part in my life um, around, you know, just figuring out what values um, are really important to me um, and what are the, yeah, so what, what do, what are the values that I want to live my life in alignment with and what do I want my legacy to be? So I think that they were some big questions that I've pondered a lot and that the answers have changed, but also refined over time. Um, but I guess, who am I? Well, you know, yeah, I'm a mom. I am a wife. I am, I love people. I absolutely love people and I'm intrigued by how people think and why people uh, respond in different ways to the same situations. Um, if you were to ask me to pinpoint kind of the two values that I've narrowed it down to for me, and it's not to say other things aren't important, but um, these have kind of been um, the two that I've kind of went, well, if I can look at everything else through these lens that of these values, I think that really defines who I am. The first one was worthiness. So it was around believing that I am worthy and that every that, that everyone I meet is worthy so that I can treat them with compassion, that I can assume that they're doing the best they can with what they have at that time. And, and the same with myself. And, you know, again, I, I don't always do it very well, but I'm doing my best. You don't have to be perfect to try. Right. And I think the second one was curiosity was about, you know, that really aligns with my willingness to learn. Um, you know, I work in that area of coaching and training and developing people and, and helping them kind of be the best they can be and realize their potential. And so that really aligned for me. But also when I least want to, curiosity is the thing that I need to engage most with. So, you know, when you're disagreeing with someone and you're like, oh, I don't want no, I'm like, actually, that's the time more than ever. I need to ask one more question and say, tell me a little bit more about that. Mm. So I think. Those two values have been really strong and have kind of risen to the top for me. And if I can look at everything else, like family, for example, through those lenses, then, it, you know, it, that makes sense for me. It doesn't mean family is not important. It just means I can look at family through the lens of curiosity or worthiness. And that that's my view on it. Do, do, does that mm, make sense? Absolutely. And a really beautiful way mm. to look at those things, because all of those um, things that you mentioned uh, as to who you are are actually the roles that we play. I am a mother. I am a businesswoman. Mm. I am a coach. I am a wife. I am all, but they are the roles that you play. These are not really yeah. who you are, but when you get through those layers mm. and that depth to that worthiness, to that curiosity, 
they are that is when you start to get to that authentic self because those other ones are really yeah. just the roles that we play um there's an incredible book called the untethered soul and there's a, a chapter in mm. that book that helps you go on the journey to connect to to who you are and it breaks it down mm. into four different parts and I read it last year while I was away uh, and I finished the book in a week and it was just such a beautiful book but I was wow. I still haven't done the work to get through those four layers because part one is mm. you know who am I I'm a mother I'm an entrepreneur I'm a businesswoman I am a mm. you know you go through all these roles that's actually not who you are okay well I am a you know, and you go through the values, but are those actually your values or are they the values that you've taken from your parents, from your teachers, mm. from your ex-husband, from wherever, you know? And so it's actually being able to get past and through all of those things to actually come to your authentic self. Well, is that value actually mine or did I just take it and was it passed down because it was something that my parents valued? So it's about kind of stripping back and going, well, that's yeah. actually not my value. And then the fourth layer is even beyond that around the kind of characteristics that make up that value and the why behind mm. the characteristics. So I would love, you know, if you do have some time to kind of dig deeper into that worthiness and curiosity and maybe our next podcast session together, we can yeah. dig deep into worthiness and curiosity. I would love oh, that if you're, if you're open to that. Love to, love to. And I must pick up that book, but what you described to me there about it you know really resonates because I know so I describe my kind of development journey over the last couple of years four or five years and um, often to people as an onion that it has layers it hopefully doesn't smell as bad right but <laughs> but um that idea that initially the external ones were much easier you know to pull off and to dig deeper in but really delving deeper with each layer and um, just like you were talking about those different layers and you talked as well about the other thing you said that stuck with me is around the different roles that we have. You know, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I am, you know, all of these things. But what I've also come back to um, is that all of these roles, I guess I believe that all of these roles that we play, if we were to look at them all as leadership roles, that really sticks with me. And I believe that we actually are all born with the potential to be leaders Um and that we all have an opportunity to lead from where we are. So we are leaders as parents. We are leaders in our relationships. We are leaders of ourselves. So even if you're not a leader in your workplace context, where is your opportunity today to lead yourself well, to mm. lead your child well, to lead in your relationship? Because yes, while we have equality, we want to have equality in our relationships. Some person, sometimes one person is up and one person is down. You know, sometimes you need to be the leader to call out your partner on something. And sometimes they need to be the leader to call you out. But how we do it is the opportunity to be, you know, um, a good leader. So not just looking at leadership as something that's in a workplace and for someone else. It's actually for everyone. So thinking about leadership or leading, tell me mm. about what authentic leadership means to you. Yeah, so authentic leadership. So I think we, we've spoken a little bit about it already. It's about, um, well, for me, it's about, so what are your values? You know, how do you choose to 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 lead and to, to treat people? Um, we've all had experiences with people, I think, in our lives um, with someone, regardless of title, where we've 
known they're not being genuine. They're trying to be someone that they're not, and therefore we don't connect with them. Therefore, as mm-hmm. a leader, we, we find it really difficult to follow them. Um, I also recognize that, you know, we're, we're all different people and we, we all have different um, values and things that are important to us. But um, I think, I think with, with leadership, you know, authentic leadership, it's around getting clear on what your own values are. It's about, um, it's about bridging the gap between those values and what you do. It's back to the do as I say, not as I do. So people talk about mm. integrity all the time. You know, you talk about, oh, I'm, I'm, I have a value of integrity or my organization has a value of integrity. I kind of say, yeah, that's great. But show me the behaviors that demonstrate that integrity. You know, show me, you know, how do you operationalize that? So if someone isn't being authentic or they're saying mm. one thing and they're not doing it, then for me, it's nearly easier for me to say what is not authentic leadership, if you know what I mean. Um, um, and, and that's a big oh, one for me. Oh, we can see a lot of that in the world today. We can see a lot mm. of authentic leadership and we can see the variable playing out, you know, as we speak in our lives right now. So Yeah, yeah. so that's definitely one so thing with value. Um, sorry, you go. Yeah, so I was just saying, I guess wrapping that up, I mean, definitely the gap between values and behaviour. Um, is a big, big thing, I think, in authentic leadership. Um, if, that, mm. if they're not sitting on top of each other, I mean, don't get me wrong, we all make mistakes, but um, if they're not sitting on top of each other, then that's a big kind of indication to me that someone is being inauthentic. Mm. So going from that place of values, because we've brought that up in terms of connecting to who we are and understanding who we are and also in the piece around authentic leadership, how do mm. values play into the purpose piece? You know, as an entrepreneurial woman with purpose, tell me about that, mm. what purpose means to you in your personal and professional life and how the values piece plays into that. Yeah, sure. Um, so for me, purpose is something actually that's quite spiritual. So, you know, it can be hard to describe, but when you have it, you know. Um, or when you have it or when you're when you're doing something that's that's purposeful there's almost a feeling that goes with it um I mean personally um I think it's a large part of well-being so there's a really beautiful um Maori model of health and and it talks about four aspects of well-being and one of them is spiritual well-being and it's about it's not necessarily about religion it's about feeling connected to something bigger than ourselves so having a focus something that we're working towards being of service so for me, that's very much where values um, play in to personal well-being and personal purpose. If you're acting in alignment with your values, um, that's something that's grounding to you. So that's giving you purpose and meaning in your life. Um, so that's kind of from that personal perspective. And then professionally, I think it's knowing that our work contributes to something bigger than ourselves. So that might be feeling aligned with the values and mission of the organization you work for and that your values align and that your strengths are being fully utilized in the achievement of that purpose. So you feel like you're really contributing into it. Mm. Um, Organizations often call that engagement, but that's what that is. It's when you can connect the strengths and values of an individual through the work that they're doing and into the values and mission of the organization. So, you know, really great leaders and managers of people who identify those strengths and values in individuals and connect them to the work that they're doing 
generally get the best out of their people and their people are much happier. So that's the kind of professional piece. So you don't even have to be working for yourself or be an entrepreneur to have purpose um, from a work perspective. You can have that in your career in the organization that you work for. Um, but again, that's also acknowledging not everyone is in a job where they feel that. So their purpose from a professional perspective might be that it enables them that the job that they do, the purpose they have in that is that it enables them to care for their family and that motivates them. So it's it, knowing that purpose, I guess, can look different in and have different perspectives, but a huge part of well-being, a huge part of engagement in organizations um, and just almost as a, an underpinning why in how you why and how you decide to live your life. So, it's yeah, it's just a connection to something bigger than ourselves that's just outside mm. of us as individuals and workplaces. And how you also then step forward, you know, at those times, you know, we've all hit challenging times in our life. Uh, and I think if we have that fundamental mm. understanding of what our purpose is, mm. it builds up, it really holds that foundation because you can then start, you don't, you don't steer too far off track because you go, okay, well, I'm grounded. I know who I am. This is who I am. I know how to step forward. This is my purpose. This is my personal. This is my professional. And you're able to step forward really clearly because if you don't have that place of grounded and the foundations of purpose, you could go mm -hmm. off onto a hundred different tangents and not know how to step forward properly. Completely. Um, like, I think I mentioned here that I spent some time um, last year with a um, working with an impact coach around um, developing um, my impact models. So I, kind of like a business model. But, also, but but more underpinned by what are my beliefs, what are the services or things that, what's the work that I do and, and what are the outcomes, short, medium and long-term outcomes of that work and therefore what's the impact of it and then that connects back into kind of my beliefs and my thinking. So looking at that gave me something really grounding as a as a early stage kind of entrepreneur and new business that when I was having those wobbles, you know, because that's what it's like when you go out on your own and you're doing your own thing. Um, it, it gave me something concrete and, and to, to, as a touch point, it grounded me. And even now in this kind of stressful time for businesses as we're in this um, COVID-19 lockdown, is, you know, asking yourself, is the purpose, your why of your work still the same? And, mm. and if it is, and if it is, and there's, you know, you still see that need for it and you still see that that's, you know, is that still the same? Okay, ground yourself in that and then thinking, what do I need to change to, to, to still deliver it or still provide that why to the people who need it? How, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's also where I got to with Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose because I thought, mm. well, we've got our six events that were planned for May, which obviously we can't go ahead with, but I still need to be able to connect those messages in an authentic and meaningful way to mm -hmm. you know to continue to connect to our community uh so yeah. it's a bit just about you know and what i had to get back to was is the purpose still the same is the why still the same and because those foundations were rock solid and they had not changed mm. it just meant that i had to divert in a different way and dissect it in a different way and look at it from a different perspective to be able to move forward but if i didn't have that place of authentic purpose then I probably would have gone off on 20 different tangents and be wandering around aimlessly yeah. right now so yeah not that I'm yeah. not some days some days I go what am I doing where am I going <laughs> and I, 
as we said before, I, fold some washing or unpack a dishwasher and I'm back on track. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I completely resonate. And just like I said before, Catherine, I mean, just because we're talking about this stuff doesn't mean we're perfect at it. But you don't have to be perfect oh to talk about it, you know. And I think yeah. often people get that. They're like, oh, it's fine for you, you know. Oh, you've got it all sorted. No, I don't have it all sorted all the time, you know. And I think it's important for people who are talking about these things like us and using these platforms that we also say that, that just because we're talking about it does not mean we have it right 100% of the time, but we're willing to talk about it. And that's more, that's important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now thinking about an entrepreneurial mindset, um, because mm. really, you know, one of the, one of the reasons why I started Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose was really to support and empower and educate women to you know craft these incredibly entrepreneurial mindsets and you do, it doesn't mean you need to have an organization to be an mm-hmm. entrepreneur you can also be an intrapreneur or it could be an entrepreneur of your own world in your own family life yeah. and that kind of authentic leadership can you talk to me about some of the qualities that you think are part of having an entrepreneurial mindset oh um the first one that came to mind as I was kind of having reflecting on this was definitely um, a, a growth mindset so and what I mean by that is a belief that um that I can learn and being open then to that learning because again like I said before you know just because you talk about you talk about these things doesn't mean you get it right all the time you know we're constantly evolving constantly learning so having a growth mindset I think is is um a fundamental thing with being an entrepreneur um, and then kind of connected to that is a willingness to, to take risks and not fearing failure because and reframing failures as well. So learning from them. So kind of connected again back to, to the growth mindset side of things. I did a talk last year about um, it was it was the, the event was titled Fail Club and um, just shared some key points and learnings from failures that I've had in my life and in I guess both personally and professionally and how reframing them um, and and looking at things with a growth mindset and learning from them has enabled me to kind of take things from them and move on so I think there are some really um, important things I think that if you're going to be in working as if you're going to be as um, have an entrepreneurial mindset, there are two things that I think are really important. And the other thing was not trying to not thinking or that you have to do it all yourself. We none of us are good at everything. Um, you, You can't be. And actually, the more you try to be good at everything, you then dilute your impact because you're 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 spread way too thin. So it's about getting using your networks um, growing your networks and when you're at a point where you can outsource this and that or collaborate with others or strategically partner with others who bring the strengths that maybe you're not as strong in then you can scale the impact of your business um, and I think it's mm-hmm. a really important part of an entrepreneurial mindset as well. And that really is the context of uh, the four-hour work week by Tim Ferriss it's about outsourcing mm. absolutely everything in your life to be able to give the time that um, onto the things that are important, mm. you know. So coming back to that list that we were talking about earlier about having the A list and the B list and pushing all the things over to the mm. B list that we no longer need to carry forward in our life that, you yeah. know, this time of isolation has taught us in the same way 
you know, in terms of outsourcing, what is on your list of A and what are the things in that that you actually love and getting rid of all the other things. We can't get rid of them completely because that is what keeps our businesses moving, Mm. but allowing for somebody else who does have the great love for coding or data entry or whatever those different things Mm. are, pushing those over to list B and outsourcing those to free up our time for the things that we love and that we can have the most impact with. Um, So I wanted to dig a little deeper. You know, you spoke about before not getting it right all the time um, and the failure club, which I love that idea (laughs) uh, because it really shows some authentic authentic elements and really would help her people to realise that it's not all uh, this bliss state that we go through to get to where we are in our lives. Um, you know, so obviously there's been trials and tribulations that you have faced. What have been some of the trials and tribulations since you launched uh, Cara Consulting that you could share, um, you know, in your professional world where you have had to learn from those experiences? Yeah, certainly. Um, I guess, you know, one of, the, one of the big parts of it was, was kind of the, the real emotional um, learning um, and also kind of learning. Uh, yeah, so I think I think that was probably one part of it around just change, personal development and challenging beliefs and, and values and assumptions. You know, it, it wasn't easy. It isn't easy. And it, it also requires reflecting on different experiences through life um, that have made me sad. Um, and then reflecting on, you know, certain experiences maybe that I've had you know, in the last couple of years around a project, projects that I've been involved in or kind of just a, even one-off meetings where I walk out the door and go, oh God, that did not go the way I planned. Why did I say that? Um, why did I do that? That, that kind of thing. Um, I think, I think, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to think. I mean, it's there's nothing really specifically, to be honest, Catherine, that's coming up for me that I went, oh my God, that was you know, such a horrible thing that happened. But it's it's more little things like that, you know, mm-hmm. where where I would, you know, as I say, come out of a meeting or deliver a session where I, you know, I felt like it just didn't go really well. And often they're the times where I would be so hard on myself. Um, and I guess for me, one of the, the hardest, one of the, the biggest realizations that I've had is that I have to, in order to learn from those experiences, I have to practice and learn to be more compassionate with myself. Because mm. if I can't do that, I can't learn from those things. I stay in the stage of just beating myself up from them um, for, the, for what I said or what I did and being kind of in the depths of it rather than stepping back you know, practicing self-compassion, talking to myself the way I would uh, my own best friend that was in that situation, and then asking myself some questions about what went well, what didn't go well, with a much more objective perspective. So I guess, yeah, I mean, that that would be what I would say would be were some of the hardest parts, and, and still are, because we um, are often, we often, we, we're, in a, we're in cultures where we often... The idea of self-compassion and practicing it isn't necessarily something that's um, promoted very well. You know, it's, it's mm. you know, there's a lot about, oh, you know, oh, being kind. You, you know, you hear about being kind to yourself or whatever, or you hear a bit about self-worth. And 
here and there. But there's also that interesting paradox where people talk about self-worth and worthiness and pride, and they almost lump the two of them together. And in a Kiwi culture, um, and in an Irish culture, it's very similar. Oh, you know, pride comes before a fall. Don't talk too highly of yourself. And worth gets connected into that. Whereas, in my opinion, actually what I'm discovering is the people who have the greatest sense of self-worth, therefore, can be compassionate with themselves and can learn and move through those trials and tribulations, are, genu- are generally the ones that have the most humility. Um, mm. And I found that really interesting. So I think, yeah... So, I mean, as I say, I couldn't pick out any major um, things in the last in the last while, but just little things that have, well, they didn't seem little at the time, but my behavior in response to them and how I managed them um, from a compassionate perspective um, and how I could move through them would actually enable me to learn more. Mm, and your learnings from them. Mm. So, you know, what we are looking at out in our world today um, and certainly forcing us to carve out a new norm for the mm. future. What's your perspective on what could be the new norm? Yeah, um, the, the over-functioner in me, um, the one that would want to, you know, that, you know, in a time of stress go, you know, I want to do this, uh, you know, get, gets really busy about doing, uh, would wants to kind of go, well, we could do this, 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 and this. And then having gained a self-awareness that that's what I do sometimes when I'm in stress is that over-functioning um, I go straight into action mode I'm trying to practice actually just creating a little bit of space and thinking about the new normal because you know what we still don't know what that looks like and um, I'm trying to pause and think about um, that, that and I guess what I'm getting to is I'd like us to, to maybe take our time to decide and see what the new normal might be and not make any major sweeping changes that in the excitement of all the new and novel that we don't disregard what was working really well. Um, mm. there's a, I often see, you know, kind of, I, of, I often see a willingness to, to, there's nothing, like I love change. I think change is really important. A willingness to learn and to grow and adapt and, and try new things. But often what happens is there's like a, out with the old, in with the new, a big sweeping change. And I think we need to be a bit more um, thoughtful and mm. um, take a bit more time to really look at, yes, there's some great things we're going to learn and um, have opportunities to try. And uh, Let's see how they go. Some things might actually uh, not work so well and we want to go back to, the, to, to actually how we did them and it will reinforce how good some of the older ways of doing things were. So I guess I don't, I'm, I'm trying not to vision the future too much right now because I, I feel like by creating a, a new, a, I guess I'm trying, I'm think, definitely thinking of ideas and, and um, what are opportunities, but trying not to make anything too certain about this is what I'm going to do mm. and this is what needs to happen because I don't know yet. And by doing that, I'm also discounting the the time to really compare old with new or combining old with new. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I hope that kind of answers your question. I'm just really trying not to jump into action. And, Over, yeah. and not to overthink and maybe just use it as a time of pausing mm. yeah. instead of creating. Yeah, I understand yeah. that. 
Um, so you spoke about an impact coach before. Yeah. Where will you focus your impact in the next 12 months? Mm. Um, for me, I want to focus, I will be focusing my business on working with leaders to support them um, and how they're leading themselves and in turn how they're leading their teams to achieve their goals and, and realize their potential and improve their well-being. I, look, I'm not going to assume that I know that all leaders, um, I know what all need, leaders need right now because it varies so widely across the world and across industries. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be taking some time over the next couple of weeks to ask them through my networks, through, you know, my, yeah, through my um, newsletter, which I'm pulling together through my um, LinkedIn, just and, uh, and through my contacts to ask them what are your challenges and, 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 you know, what would be most beneficial for you right now. So to start by being more of service initially. So by sharing content that aligns with these challenges. So as I say, I can be of service. Uh, focus then on growing the one-on-one leadership coaching sessions that I offer because I believe that's where I can add the most value right now and that's where I feel I've added the most value in the past is those one-on-one conversations where you just see a light go off in someone where a piece of information or knowledge you've introduced and they've gotten an idea about how to um, apply it they go away and apply it and you get that sense of pride it's like when you see it the child's taking their first steps where they've applied something and they excitedly tell you how well it's worked. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where my focus is, is for the next the next while. And I guess in one way, I'm, I'm quite interested and excited about how this whole new virtual side of things has taken away a bit of a barrier that maybe I had previously about living here in New Zealand and thinking about only what was in front of me physically. Whereas now I recognize that actually... I have the ability, I need to be connecting back to all of my connections back in Ireland. Um, and, you know, that I can support people who are in those kind of roles on the other side of the world, even from where I am right now. So, yeah, that's where my focus is for the next while, Catherine. You might just be waking up at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you some know. of that time, time, time zone leadership. I know, I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I did a session last week um, about uh, video and uh, on Zoom and it was it was uh, 12 p.m. in the U.S. and it was it was 5 a.m. here. So 4.45 oh, wow. I got up uh, a few weeks ago and I was like, yeah, that's I used to do the 5 a.m. club for about five years yeah. but since living in New Zealand. I just have no desire to get up <laughs> at 5 o'clock. It's too warm and cozy yeah, in yeah. bed at that time. I hear you. I figure if um, I stick to Ireland and the UK, that, that generally edges between the 12 and 13 hour time difference. So, <laughs> Not too far like the US. So final questions to wrap this up. You know, we've got an incredible community of mm. women building around entrepreneurial women with purpose, which I'm really uh, excited and humbled by as well because uh, there are so many diverse and interesting conversations yeah. being uh, that are happening what is it that you would like to as a call for action from this community for them to take back into their lives whether mm. that be personally or professionally um, that you feel would add value to what they're doing really your mission yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess what I was a couple of things um, I had thought about saying there and I use this term an awful lot and I've, I've said it earlier as well is that that idea that believing that you are a leader, regardless of your job, 
that you are a leader because again you lead in your families you lead in your relationship you lead in your friendships um so believing that you're a leader and seeking opportunities to lead from where you are so asking yourself kind of every day you know how am i choosing to lead myself today that is going to have a positive impact on me how am i choosing to lead others um so i think that's something i would I would ask everyone to look for those opportunities to be a leader um, and be curious. Ask more questions. We don't ask enough questions, and particularly when you least want to. So ask more questions of others to understand their perspectives, um, particularly the ones you don't agree with. Um, you know, to, to, it doesn't mean you have to agree with them, but to show an interest and to understand about why they've got their perspective will give you such a deeper insight into the world and the people around you. And, and be curious about your own views and assumptions. And one way of doing that is take out a piece of paper. Um, it doesn't have to be tidy and just start writing. You know, just start asking yourself, how did, how did this event today, this thing make me feel? Why did it make me feel that way? Why, what was I thinking when that happened? Uh, why was that important? And that alone is a really great starting point for you to develop self-awareness of yourself. Um, whether, again, you are a leader in, 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 a, in the workplace or not, self-awareness is the center of great leadership. So whether it's um, improving how you lead yourself or lead others, self-awareness and that journaling will be really powerful for you as well. I love that you are a journaler. I am an avid journaler uh, for the last probably 20 yeah. years. Um, so it's, um, it's a, wonderful, a wonderful process mm. to um, connect and see patterns and all sorts of layers of interesting things that come out of um, journaling. So maybe that could also be another podcast, Fiona, for the future, uh, the art and science behind journaling and the true value that can come out of that and how we can use that in our leadership absolutely um, to connect with ourselves absolutely the power of questions uh, the power of questions well thank you so much i really appreciate and value your time mm. uh, i do mean that the next uh the next session we've got a few sessions lined up we've got one about curiosity mm. we've got one about worthiness and now we've got one about journaling so maybe we could um, bundle those up together for our next uh, podcast. Have a wonderful day and we'll connect again soon. Sounds great. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you for having Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose is proudly sponsored by Hello World Travel, Jaguar, Rind and Dilma Tea. With all of our profit contributed to UN Women Aotearoa New Zealand towards women's economic empowerment into the Pacific Islands. Thank you.